All right, here you go, a free pre-roll, but not the kind you can smoke, the kind where we advertise. This episode is brought to you by our friends at SeedsHereNow.com. That's right. Everybody always says, Rasta Jeff, where can we get your seeds? Where can we grab the new drop? The answer is always SeedsHereNow.com. Make sure you check out SeedsHereNow.com for Crypto Wednesdays, James Bean's Vault, and of course, the easy peasy credit card checkout. To catch your latest drops from your favorite breeders, check out SeedsHereNow.com. All right, here we go. Welcome to the show, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 769 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about selecting nutrients for your grow. Before we get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to OG Roach and the Devil's Weed. Let's send a big fist bump and a thank you shout out to Just A Smokin'. I want to send a big thank you to Nomi By My Guacamole. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Kojax and Kess Burton. Let's send a big thank you shout out to my buddy ADHD Grower. Let's send a special thank you to Grow Man Stan. I want to send a thank you to Stash Drop 269. Let's send a fist bump to Dreadlock Farmer. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Ars Kickerson. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know, I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends to support the podcast. Speaking of supporting the podcast, I am seeking questions for an upcoming episode. That's right. I'm going to do an episode where I eat too many edibles and I answer questions uh, that are non-grow related. That's right. I don't try to abandon the grow questions on Patreon, but I'm going to do a Patreon only episode. I'm going to eat too many edibles and I want to answer questions uh, mainly kind of about me, about my company, anything you want to ask me that is not grow related, this is a good time to ask that. So if you've got a question, now's a good time to join the Patreon, send those questions to the Patreon campaign, and I will work those in to the upcoming edible episodes where I do eat too many edibles and answer personal questions is kind of the idea that I'm going for. It could be personal questions. It could be uh, questions about dreadlocks. It could be questions about shoes, you know, that I'm into sneakers. It could be questions about music. Anything you want to know that is not cannabis related, this is the format for those questions. So please do join the Patreon and send me those questions on Patreon because I'm going through the Patreon to do the episode. That is where I'll get the questions from. I look forward to that. I am also looking forward to my greenhouse filled with seeds being harvested here within the next couple of weeks. I was in the greenhouse today looking around and the seeds are coming along quite nicely. The seeds are getting hard. If you have not been paying attention, I do have a greenhouse somewhere that I will not tell you where it is. In that greenhouse, I've done a little bit of breeding. We took a Jack the Ripper male and put that Jack the Ripper male to 10 solid female plants. So there will be 10 Jack the Ripper crosses, some of which you are familiar, some of which will be brand new. Uh, Just to tease you a little bit, there will be a platinum tangy pollinated by the Jack the Ripper. There might be an LA Kush and we may be making more 
blueberry butcher out there in the outdoor run. Can't say too much more. I've already said enough, but I am getting excited. The plants are looking good. The buds are swollen. The seeds are getting fat. They're getting hard. We keep pulling seeds out every couple of days and giving them a squeeze. They are getting close. Within the next two weeks, maybe three weeks at the most, those will come down. It will take me a while to get those processed, packaged, and out to you, but I will be sending out test seeds. I will be sending out a lot of new stuff very soon. A lot of new great stuff coming up for 2022. I wanted to brag, tell you how excited I am about that greenhouse coming along. I cannot wait. You may hear that I got some greenhouse dust in the nose. Uh, I feel like I got some allergies. I'm not sick. It's not the vid again, but I do have some. If you do hear it, that's just some uh, some outdoor dirt and dust from being outside too much today. That's all that's from. Excuse me for that. I'm um, talking about outdoor grows. I want to give a big shout out to a friend. I'm not going to say his name. A friend of mine got his plants stolen from his outdoor grow. If you've ever heard me talk about outdoor growing, I do always say plant a few extra. You've got to plant one for the thieves, one for the bugs, one for the animals, one for the weather. Then maybe plant a couple for yourself and hopefully you will get one or two of those at the end. If you got your plants, your outdoor plants were stolen this year, I do send you love. I do have, uh, what is it, condolences for you. I do have love and empathy for that. So maybe some sympathy. Uh, be careful where you're planting your plants. You guys don't tell anybody. Chances are it's an inside job when your plants do get stolen or you did not do enough security work. It's usually the plants right there at the corners near the edge of the fence. Those go first. Maybe don't plant right there. Maybe be more discreet. But be prepared if you're growing outdoors. That shit is going to potentially get stolen. Do you have a strategy that you're going to follow if somebody does come to take your plants? It's not up to me to tell you what to do, but keep in mind that you can grow more plants next year if you are not in jail. So whatever you're going to do, be very careful protecting your garden. But now is the time. People are out stealing plants. The buds are getting big. The plants look ready. The people that don't know they're not ready are going to start stealing shit. Over the next couple of few weeks, plants will be getting stolen. Be ready for that. I don't want you to get your plants taken. Bro, if your plants got stolen, you know who you are. Shout out, fist bump, bro. I wish I could give you a, a fat plant to replace that or something. Nothing I could do for you except send you some love and a fist bump. Better not. Better luck next year. All right, and the last order of business that I wanted to ramble about is something kind of silly, just kind of personal. I think I've discovered over the past couple of weekends that uh, cleaning cloners is probably my least favorite task when it comes to growing cannabis. I love growing. I love transplanting. I love doing all of the work that comes the defoliation, popping, twisting, putting up the nets. Cleaning the rooms is even fun. Doing all the reset, all that work is fun. Even packaging seeds is fun. I do not like cleaning cloners. I use the Easy Cloner uh, clone machines, and for some reason, just cleaning those is one of my least favorite tasks. Let me know what your least favorite garden tasks are. Send me an email, send me a tweet. Let me know. We will talk about that on the show here in the future. If you want to tweet me, uh, it's at GFYH podcast. If you want to send an email, it is hotmail.com. Let me know what are your least favorite garden tasks. Maybe we could find some way to make those more fun, make them better. Of course, it's always better when you got the Grow From Your Heart podcast rambling in your ear. Enough rambling. I did say that I was going to read a message about selecting nutrients here in this episode. This message came from our friend Shotgun Yoda on Patreon. Big shout out to Shotgun Yoda. The message goes a little bit like this. How about an episode on how to pick the correct nutrient line? What are the advantages and disadvantages of each? That is a really good question. Uh, this could be a really in-depth episode. I'm going to try to cover this kind of kind of tight, but you know how I get. We will get rambly. Let's get right into it. There are a few things to think about when it comes to selecting nutrients. The most important, uh, maybe, uh, is availability. Is it available? Can you get it? Where can you get it? Can you get it sustainably? 
Is it a one-time thing or is it readily available? Do you have to order it online? Is it an Amazon purchase? Is it a purchase directly from the company or is it available at your local grocery store? Which of those mean the most to you? Is it available? That's what's going to matter the most. Can you get it? Because if you pick a line, if you research a line and it's not even available, what's it, you can't use it. What's it going to do for you? So the most important part is, is that product, is that line available? Then one of the next things to think about, this may be important for more people than others, but the cost. Is this product, is this line cost effective? You're going to have to feed the plants for nine weeks of flower, a few weeks of veg. Is it going to be cost effective? Is your return on your investment going to be worth it? Sometimes some bottles are super expensive. Sometimes some bottles are really affordable. You've got to do the math. Think about uh, I'm buying a gallon. I need to use one ounce every time I water. How many waterings do you get per bottle? How many times per week do you water? How much product do you expect out of that product at the end, out of the end of the harvest? Do the math on that with each bottle. Then you've also got to factor in electricity, uh, the water that you use, you got to put in your time, your labor, all of that stuff. You got to pay for trimmers. You got to pay for scissors, factor in all of that stuff. But think about the cost of the nutrients. Are they cost effective? Some brands out there are really expensive. Some brands out there are really affordable. Sometimes you get what you pay for. Sometimes you are paying for advertising, colorful bottles, fancy labels, expensive advertising. Sometimes you're not really paying for what you're getting. So think about that when it comes to buying your products. Research the brand. Research the products you were thinking about buying. Research the brand that makes those products. Then research the other products that they make and see where they get their products from. See where they're sourcing their ingredients to make your products. Some companies have great ethics, some do not. Think about if you want to support companies like Monsanto or Scott's, that is up to you. You can vote with your dollars. You can spend your money wherever you would like. It's none of my business, but it is something that you may want to think about, you may want to be aware of. So cost is very important. Here's something you may not have thought about. How about sustainability? Are the products you are purchasing or thinking about purchasing causing problems to the world or is that company doing something to prevent damage to our earth and our world? We only get one world. We only get one earth. It's up to us to not destroy it. I know that's my big hippie talk for the day, but are the nutrients and the products you're buying for your grow, are they sustainable? Is that going to destroy the earth? Is this a product that we can continue to buy and use for several years? Is this a product? Is this a brand that just appeared yesterday and may disappear tomorrow? I prefer to buy a brand that's been around for a minute and that I know is going to be around so that if I do fall in love with their products, I can get it forever. So that's another part of sustainability. First, we've got environmental sustainability. Then we've got company sustainability. Are these products going to be around in a few years? If you grow the best herb you've ever grown and then that product's not available next year, you're going to be frustrated. So is it going to be available? The next thing I'm going to talk about is compatibility. Are the nutrients you are thinking about purchasing compatible with your grow style? Maybe you're growing hydroponic. Maybe you're growing cocoa. Maybe you're growing ebb and flow. Maybe you're doing a living soil mix. Uh, maybe not. Maybe you're doing uh, a soilless mix. Maybe you're just growing an old dirt you found in the backyard. Are these nutrients compatible with your grow style? Also, another thing to think about, are these nutrients compatible with each other? That's something we're going to talk about later in the episode. I prefer if a new grower is selecting nutrients, you pick one brand and get what you need from that line. I don't recommend that you go get a base from one company, a bloom booster from another, a root tonic from another, a phosphorus thing from another, because those companies didn't talk to each other and you may run the risk of overlapping nutrients. We're gonna talk more about that in the future. I think I've got that written down. The next thing that really matters is results. When you grew with these nutrients, were you satisfied with the outcome of your product? Did your bud look, smell, taste, burn, smoke? 
give you the buzz that you were hoping for, that you spent all these weeks and all these nutrients pouring into it? Did it work for you? A lot of things you're going to notice from the nutrients are flavor, aroma, and color. It's going to be the first three things I notice, flavor, aroma, and color. You can see during the grow if you're getting good colors. You can see if you're getting big fat buds or little puny buds. You can see that. Then what about flavor and aroma? Smell those plants. Smell those buds. Do they smell good? One thing, I used another company. I'm going to try to avoid bashing companies here, but I used to use a company when I was brand new. Uh, they sell you about 30 bottles. Uh, they mix shit up like a science lab. All their bottles have real fancy packaging. Uh, the labels are really cool. Every label's well thought out, really good advertising. You see them in every magazine. I got big fat buds, trust me. Everything was big and fat and huge and dense and smoked well, but it all tasted exactly the same. I was growing 12 different strains. They all tasted like strawberry bubblegum because of the nutrients that I was using. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure that it was that one bottle. A couple of the bottles made it all taste like bubblegum, but there was one, their Bloom Booster, really made everything taste like this strawberry bubblegum flavor. And why am I going to grow 12 different strains if it's all going to taste like strawberry bubblegum? I should have just grown a whole bunch of one thing and monocropped it. I didn't get any variation. So does it taste the way that you want? That's something that I noticed. So uh, you're going to see colors. You're going to see flavor. You're going to get flavors. You're going to get aromas. You're going to see bud size. And some nutrients will grow more leaf. Some nutrients will grow more bud mass. Some nutrients I've noticed make the plants a little more robust. Uh, I'm not going to name any brands, but some brands will just give you... Uh, a lot of fat buds, but a lot of fat leaves. Some brands will give you big, robust stalks and hardly any buds. I just, I've learned this from just growing and experience with nutrients over time. It's all about what works best for you with your results. Also, these results will be very grower specific, room specific, strain specific, environment specific. Everything else will fall into effect, into play here in this uh, this. It's a chessboard. It's a, a whole chessboard. Yeah, it's 64 squares. You got to get all 64 squares right. But every one of those will make a difference in your results, not just the nutrients. Let me stay focused here because I am quite dabbed and I'm trying to read these notes. Uh, so we've got availability. Can you get these nutrients? Do you have to have them shipped to you? Maybe think about are you getting powdered or liquid nutrients? If you're getting them shipped, do you want to ship water? Because liquid nutrients are probably 70 to 99% water. If you choose to buy powdered nutrients, all you're paying for at that rate is the powdered nutrients. You're not shipping water across the country. They're more cost effective. You do need to use a scale to weigh those, which I don't mind doing anyway. I'm using a scale half the day anyway. Use a scale, weigh those powdered nutrients, mix them into the water, stir them up. Super easy. So are they, are they available? Are they cost effective? Are they sustainable? Are they compatible with your grow style, your plants, and each other? And then most importantly, do you get results that make you happy? That is the very most important part is the results. Now let's go a little bit deeper into this. Uh, do you want to work with organics? Do you want to work with salts? How organic do you want to go? How scientific do you want to go? That is up to you. There are plenty of brands that do offer organic products and plenty of brands that offer completely non-organic products. It's up to you how hippy-dippy you want to go, how organic you want to go. One thing I always remind people when they say, I have to grow organically. This has to be completely organic. I remind them that cyanide is organic and a little bit of cyanide will fucking kill you. So are you that hung up on the word organic? A lot of times 
It is a buzzword. Uh, it makes things more expensive and it's unnecessary a lot of the times, in my opinion. If you want to be organic, if you think that organic is the way to go, I am not here to argue that. I am here to help you select what is best for you. I'm trying to stay unbiased. I'm trying to give you information and educate without pitching any brands or any products because that's that bugs me when shows do that. Like, I recommend you buy this. And then they do a commercial for it right at the end of the show. And you're like, well, that's why you recommended it because they paid you money. Like, that sucks. All right, anyway. Uh, do you want to go organics? Do you want to go salt? Do you want to be hippy dippy? If you're running organics and you add synthetic shit into your mix, you are no longer organic. You can't say organic at all. You have not yet yeah, non-organic is what that is. Any of the words that you made up to be a combo of those is not accurate. Organic means organic. Once you put shit that's not organic in it, you are now non-organic. That's all that is. So quit making up new words for that. I disagree. You can call it whatever you want, but it's not organic anymore. All right. How about cost effective? Can you afford it? We've already talked a little bit about that liquid or dry. We don't want to ship water across the country. Maybe some of you do. Um, maybe you want a lot of bottles. Maybe you want a few bottles. There are some companies out there that will sell you 30 bottles. There's one company that sells you three bottles. I've seen great results from both brands. It's kind of all about what you are into. How much do you want to mix? How much uh, how much OCD do you want to have over this? How much control do you really want over the feet of your plants? The three bottles generally work as like you got a base and you got something, a microbe, and then you got a bloom booster. And they just tell you feed this much of each one. Start with your base and then you start add microbes and they cut out the microbes, add bloom booster. That will work. Your plants will be great. There are other companies that want you to feed these two bottles on week one, this bottle on this bottle on week two, these four bottles on week three, these seven bottles on week four, these five bottles on week five, these nine bottles plus these two powders on week six. There's companies that want you to do all kinds of shit. It is up to you what you want to choose. Find a company, like I said, that you trust, you enjoy their ethics. A lot of the time, before I ever grew weed, I was reading magazines, I was looking at the internet. I don't even think there was the internet when I was dreaming about growing, about growing, dreaming about growing weed. I was looking at magazines and I would see brands and they would be advertising and some of those brands would speak to me and some of them would not. You're probably already drawn to a brand. There's already probably a logo, a company. Somebody said something, you heard something that has got your attention. Now just think about that brand. Think about the ethics of that company. Where do they spend their money? How many bottles do you want? You've already got an idea. So do you want to go a bunch of bottles? Do you want to go just a few bottles? This may really help with your decision. How much OCD and control do you really need? All right, let's move forward from that because I rambled on with that one. Um, sources and science. Where are these companies learning to make the nutrients? Who are the formulators and where are they getting their ingredients? Are they using high quality ingredients or are they using bottom shelf leftover ingredients? Find out where these companies are sourcing the ingredients that they are selling you. Now, here is something I started rambling about earlier and I cut myself off because I wanted to get to it sort of here at the end, closer to the end of this rant. It is okay to mix and match nutrients. By that, I mean you can use, uh, and I'm just going to say names randomly here. Don't I said I was going to avoid names, but you can use a Botanicare base, and then you can use New Millennium additives, or you could use a Advanced Nutrients base and uh, Botanicare additives, or you could do that if you are careful to not overlap any of the elements within those bottles. Carefully read what you are feeding. We need nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, molybdenum, sulfur. Uh, there are a lot of things that I could just go on listing. We need a lot of these things in our plants. But company A, Advanced Nutrients did not talk to Botanicare and say, hey, we're going to put this in the base so you don't have to put it in the Bloom Booster. Or you don't have to put that in the other one. We don't know that this company didn't add shit to that that's already in this bottle. I'm sure that uh, company A 
if you buy all of their lineup, you're not going to overlap things because they know that this product has nitrogen, this bottle has phosphorus, this bottle has potassium, this bottle has all the other shit we need. If you go adding a bottle from another company, they didn't talk to each other. You might be doubling up on nitrogen. You might double up on phosphorus or potassium or anything else. And then you do risk the chance, the opportunity of burning your plants. I'm going to get off on a side tangent here. A lot of people often ask me about PPMs and how much to feed the plants at what PPM level. I can't give you a PPM number because I don't know how many PPMs of each nutrient you are using in that mix. And it is very plant specific when you get to the high PPM, high performance plant levels. You could feed the plants uh, 1,000 PPMs and they'll thrive. You could also feed them 2,500 PPMs and they will thrive if you give them the correct nutrients. If I gave them 2,500 PPMs of phosphorus, they will cook. If I gave them 2,500 PPMs of nitrogen, they will cook. It's got to be a balanced diet of the proper shit. Then you can go real high if you know what you are doing and you have not overlapped anything too critically. All right. I did get off on a side tangent there. What I was headed for is I would recommend instead of mixing and matching things while you are new, while you were learning your nutrients, while you were determining what works for you is I would pick a line. I would just pick whatever line you've been studying just choose one that is going to work for you. It's available, it's cost-effective, it's sustainable. Uh, you've, it's been getting your attention and uh, we don't know the results yet. Your friends have had good results. That's probably a good way to measure that. So pick that line. Then I would get the base, the microbe, the bloom booster, the CalMag if you need it, and then see what else they offer because they all offer a couple of other different bottles. I would get as much of that line as you feel necessary or as fits your budget. Then I would water, I would feed that entire crop, that entire run with that line of nutrients. The only way to do a solid test is to go from beginning to end with that product. If you go adding in other shit, we don't know what worked because that is adding anomalies and then shit can, it's hard to determine what did what. So feed it with that one line. See what you like. Did it taste good? Did it give you enough weight? Did it smoke well? Was it potent? If not, either research the next line you need or find something to add to what is missing from the line that you have chosen. I do use a specific line, but then to that, I also add another brand's CalMag and I add a couple of Bloom Boosters from another company. And then I add another uh, trichome and resin producer from a totally different company. So I'm mixing probably four or five, maybe five or six different companies feeds in uh, over the course of flowering. But that is because I have uh, started with one base and I learned them and I grew with that one base a lot. And I said, well, if I give it too much of this product early, I get too much leaf. If I cut this out, it reduces my leaf. I get bigger, fatter buds. And then I realized these buds could probably be a little fatter. So I added a bloom booster. And then I realized, oh, I missed that one product that I was using before that would go well in here. So I added that and it worked really well. I've just done it by starting by running the original base several times, documenting my results, seeing what I desired, and then adding one more product every run and documenting that and comparing it to previous runs. Is it better? Did I get more weight, more potency, more flavor? Is it better or did it? Was it cost effective? Did I buy another bottle, feed it and not get shit out of it? Or did I see results? A lot of the times I'll see results. A lot of the times I'll just stop using a product altogether. Don't be afraid to switch up your nutrient a little bit per plant. These nutrients will be plant specific. Like I said earlier, this will be plant specific, room, grower, uh, phenotype specific. This will be very specific feeding to get dialed in perfectly for each plant. Don't be afraid to adjust. If you've got two totally different plants in the room, don't be afraid to adjust the feed a little bit for each plant because the plants do want different things. You've got to develop that relationship with the plant. So you've got to learn the plant and the nutrients. And if you keep switching things up, 
it is hard to dial that in. So feed that one plant, that same nutrients for at least two or three runs and see how they react together. Then start making minor adjustments each run after that. Maybe run six plants of the same strain and feed three one thing, feed three the other and feed three the other. Just minor adjustments, maybe a little more base nutrients, maybe a little more bloom booster. You know what you're looking for. That is a great way to experiment. But I do recommend locking in with one brand to start getting as many of their products as you can uh, either afford or find necessary. I like to buy the whole damn lineup. If I'm going to do it, why leave anything out? Just get them all, get it going, feed them, see what happens, do it again, and then make adjustments on that third run. If I want to add something, take something out, that's when I will make the adjustments. All right, the last two notes that I have on my sheet are run side by sides. If you think that one nutrient is doing really good and you think another one is doing really good, what's to stop you from growing? If you got a six plant count, do three plants of one and three plants of another side by side in the same room and keep it scientific. And that way you can figure out which lineup really does work best for you. The last note that I've got is some things that work for me may not work for you. Some things that work for you may not work for me. Our grow rooms are different. Our plants are different. Our goals, our styles, our approaches are all very different. Even if they're very similar, they are still very different. So what works for me may not work for you. What works for your best friend may not work for your worst friend or for your girlfriend may not work for you. So be open, be flexible and pay attention to the plants because overall the plants are the boss. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there, I do want to thank you once again for listening to episode 769 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, I would love to hear from you. The email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me that constructive criticism, that positive feedback. Don't tell me about how crappy my voice sounds in this episode because I can already hear it through the headphones and I do apologize. Make sure you check out the Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Everything else you need is on my website at irigenetics.com. Make sure you check it out. Uh, tap in is what I think all the cool kids say. You'll find a link to the Discord. You'll find a link to Irie Direct so you can get the seeds. You'll find a link to merchandise. Everything you need at irigenetics.com. That is all I've got for you for this episode. I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a giant shout out to my friend Black Thumb Grower. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mama a hug for me.